Chiral Studios presents Better Men Elsewhere, Episode Eight: Fading Pictures. Written and directed by Angelo Espiritu. Mr. Hughes! Where is she? What? Where's my daughter, Adam? Where's Cecilia? I I don't know. Isn't she at work? Cut the crap, kid. I know she's with you. She told me. No, Mr. Hughes, please. I don't know. She's not here. Where is she? I don't know. She told me this afternoon she was staying with you. I stopped by your father's house and he said he hasn't seen either of you in a while. Said something about you moving out and living in the upstairs apartment above this here office of yours. Was your father lying as well? No, he wasn't lying, and neither am I. Cecilia's not here. I haven't seen her since yesterday before she went to work. So you're telling me my daughter's lying? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Did something happen? Is she okay? Son, you mean to tell me you didn't hear about the murder that happened two blocks from here? I did. Wait. Don't tell me Cecilia's involved in that. Is she? Is she safe? For your sake, she'd better be. Let me call her. It's busy. I'm gonna give you one last chance. Do you know where she is? No, sir. She could be anywhere. Anywhere? If Cecilia's gone without telling either one of us, she could be outside of Greater Coventry as far as I'm concerned. She would never. Mr. Hughes, with all due respect... You don't know your daughter as well as you may think. Watch your mouth, boy. She hates it here. She's been itching to get out of Coventry for a while now. This is your fault. You've been poisoning my daughter with ideas of the big city. You dragged her out to Asphodel for a weekend so you could get her away from me, didn't you? No, sir. I... I just... I don't want you looking for her, you hear? Stay out of her life! I'm on your side, Mr. Hughes. Like hell you are! I'm not the one poisoning your daughter's mind with ideas of grandeur. It was Danny and Dr. Lionheart. What are you talking about, son? Danny Elm is a friend of ours who moved out to Asphodel. He invited us last month for that weekend getaway, and Cecilia fell in love with the idea of going someplace new. Someplace far away from here. That's when Dr. Lionheart put it in her head that she should go to medical school. Why would he? Because she's been working part-time in his office behind your back. Her double shifts weren't all at the diner. She worked with him in the morning and at the diner in the afternoon. I love this town, Mr. Hughes. I love working with my father, and I love your daughter more than you know. So you can imagine that I fought hard against her going to school. Lionheart was ready to pay for it all, too, which meant that I wouldn't have seen her for who knows how long. She would have gone to God knows where, and now she finally left. Without me. She just left. Didn't she? Didn't she? What are we going to do, Mr. Hughes? Grab what you need. We're going to find Cecilia. I didn't do it. We know. Then why was I in that cell for three days? And why am I still in handcuffs? The first 48 hours of any crime are the most important. Your incarceration eliminated a few uncertain variables while the Marshal conducted his investigation. Cecilia, Finn, 
and some of the citizens in Ghost Town corroborated your story. There's no way you could have pulled it off. Did you catch who did it? No. Investigating a homicide of an invisible victim takes a specialty skill set that we admittedly do not have. Even then, it's an incredibly difficult process. Dr. Leonard was the only medical practitioner in Coventry with expertise regarding invisible bodies. As such, we are unable to conduct a proper autopsy, and the window of opportunity is quickly closing. We approached Dr. Argo about it, but there were several conflicts of interest. What about Cecilia? Why did Leonhardt say it was Cecilia? He didn't. His last words were help and Cecilia. I have reason to believe that I happened to interrogate the nature of his predicament while he attempted to communicate to us. Help Cecilia. Exactly. Help her with what? We don't know. She's been missing for three days now. Jordan claims to have seen her drive away, but no one knows her whereabouts, not even her boyfriend. What do you want from me, exactly? Aside from Jordan, you and Finn were the last to speak to her. All Finn told us was that she started her shift, gave you some food, and y'all talked about leaving Coventry. Finn and Cecilia talked about leaving Coventry. I just wanted some food before you dragged me out of the diner. Would you mind explaining to me what the hell that was all about? It was for your safety. <laughs> Bullshit. Watch your mouth, son. You don't know nothing. I'm listening. Jason, I want to make another agreement with you. There it is. That's why I'm still handcuffed. You don't want me to say no. It's nothing fancy. Pretty straightforward. No bullshit between us. What is it? That's it. That's the agreement. I'm going to tell you the truth, and I only ask that you do the same. I've done nothing but tell the truth the entire time I've been here. And every time I do, you all punish me for it. You won't be punished for speaking. You have my word. Yeah, no, not good enough. Give me something juicy. <clears throat> Stand down, Grayson. How's that for juicy? <laughs> <sighs> See what I mean? I'm not making any deals until you give me some kind of reassurance. You keep trying to butter me up as if we're equals, but then you end up punching me down. You tell me a nice juicy truth first, or something you're afraid of me knowing, then I'll know you're serious. How's about that? You are a significant source of revenue. Hosting you as part of this special probation earns us money from the state and it qualifies us for additional grants. In fact, the state called today notifying us that our first review is in two days. Now, one of the most prolific and only doctors in the area is dead. An invisible doctor, mind you. You, a criminal, happened to be in the very town, let alone the same block where said doctor was found. Tell me, if you were the state, what would you make of all of that? Ah, you need me. And if we don't cooperate, I'll be removed effective immediately. And that's not something you can afford to lose right now. If this probation is successful in the eyes of the state, the town of Coventry will be considered for more programs in the future, and you'll gain your freedom sooner than anticipated. 
However, if you were to be removed, our town would surely perish, and you'll be transferred to another town if you're lucky. But most likely, you'll never wipe this stain off your record, and... Well, who knows? At that point, it's out of my hands. Fine. No bullshit. Good. Listen up. We think you're in danger. Your badge is a tracking device, and it records everything you say. I'm not surprised you'd go that far. Go on. It's the same tracking device we used on Constable Carmichael before someone removed it and triggered the constable. However, the data was corrupted when Dr. Argo found it again. Likewise, we've been monitoring your activity, and there are points of concern. Firstly, when you were in this house during the inauguration celebration, your tracker's signal was lost for about an hour, and the audio data was scrubbed as well. When you and Finn went to Ghost Town, your signal disappeared again. That's what I came to get you. Either you were up to something, or someone got you before us. Fortunately, everything seems to check out. However, mapping the route you and Finn took that day, you covered a decent chunk of Ghost Town. Through it all, your signal remained lost. The whole town is... a dead zone? Precisely. Someone's grabbing your signal, and is likely hiding in Ghost Town. Why? We don't know. That's the main reason we kept you in that cell. We don't know why she's targeting constables, but it can't be good news. She? When you went to help Mr. Everett with his missing goats, the audio files recorded a conversation between you and someone who claimed to be Cecilia Hughes. Yeah, I know now it wasn't her, but I didn't at the time. You didn't tell us about this discrepancy. Hello, I tried to. Besides, if you heard everything that happened that day, then you know what kind of shit I saw. Who wouldn't say screw it and not bother thinking about it? We believe that woman in the forest is a significant threat to everyone. Who is she? Eunice. My cousin. She's a loose cannon and a mercenary for hire. Most of all, she's dangerous. What makes her dangerous? She has a penchant for lying like most of my family. However, Eunice is the only one with both the skill and the ambition to turn lies into truth. I don't understand. If she tells you she knows a man with a peg leg, she'll either go out of her way to find someone who does... Or cut another person's leg off and install the wooden prosthetic herself. Right. Got it. You think she's behind all of this? Again, we don't know. If she is, then killing Leonard was a strategic move. We don't even know what she wants with you, if anything. My guess is that she's looking to sabotage our upcoming review. You give her too much credit, Grayson. If that were the case, then she would have known about it long before the state called us. We don't know what she knows. You can call and ask her yourself, if you like. Here's her number. Where did you get this? She gave it to me. All right, Jason. I'm going to need you to explain why the hell you have this. During the inauguration celebration, after you let me wander around, I ended up in your office, where I saw her digging through your stuff, looking for blackmail. She told me about the fake blackout, which is why I started doing house visits as a way to mess with you. She gave me her number to call when the power came back. Have you? 
No, my phone is still dead, and I'm pretty sure there's no SIM card or anything, so I couldn't have even if I wanted to. You kept this from us? You sack of shit! I was playing your game, dumbass. You keep things from me, and I'll do the same. You have no right! This is a direct defense of our town! He was conspiring to commit treason! He Marshall. did commit treason! As a constable, he did nothing Marshall. to prevent her meddling, and he failed to report it to us. Marshal, calm down. I told you he couldn't be trusted, Yusuf. I told you. Jason, would you have called her if given a chance? Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you really pissed me off, sure, but I'll be honest. The town's starting to grow on me. Well, maybe not ghost town, but everything else is. Yusuf, with all due respect... This man is openly admitting to a willingness to stab you in the back. We've heard enough. If Eunice was in this office, then... Then it's your fault, is it not, Marshal? Despite your heightened security, Eunice broke into my office and spoke with the criminal under your charge. I'll accept that responsibility. But the fact of the matter is this room could be bugged or worse. We are all in danger the longer we stay in here. Dr. Argo did a sweep of the house after the inauguration. We're in the clear. You put too much faith in that woman. She's a geologist, not an explosives expert. Sure, she can fix a nifty little tracking device, but she's just one woman, Governor. So is Eunice, and she's got you riled up. She has friends. Danny Elm? He's working with her because of your father. She also said she was hired by one of the other governors. Which one? I don't know. That's about all I have. What else aren't you telling us, son? Nothing. I think we're all caught up. Now what? Why would you tell us all of this? What game are you playing now? The same game I've been playing. Survive. I made a deal with the governor to tell the truth, and that's what I did. Yusuf, you cannot trust this man. I can't trust anyone, Grayson. I never have. Except maybe Lucia. The state, the other governors, Eunice, they're all primed against me and we need allies. Jason, I have a plan. It's risky, but playing it safe hasn't paid off well for me yet, has it? I need to know if you're with us. Can I trust you? I'm still here, aren't I? Marshal, call Lucia. Dr. Argo and the siblings. We need all hands on deck. Here we are. My old room. Huh. What? Uh, don't take this the wrong way, but it's pretty average. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to take that. Uh, never mind. Why is the closet lined with shower curtains? Well, my walls are fading. We lined the closet with brand new curtains so you can change in private. Thank you. I... I appreciate that. How long are you supposed to stay here? Not sure. Hopefully not too long. What's this all about? Why is the governor moving you in with my parents? You could call it a mission, I guess. It's easier if you don't know. Is this about Dr. Leonhardt? Yes. Are we putting my family in danger by doing this? Do you think the governor would do that to you? No, but... You know. I'm not too keen on this either, but... I'm here because this is for everyone's safety. Okay. What's wrong? Nothing. You're still shaken up about Dr. Leonhardt? Yeah. Finn. Dinner's ready in ten minutes.
It only took a couple days, but we finally get to have dinner with the one and only brand new Constable of Coventry that we've heard so much about. Couple of days? Margaret, we haven't seen him the whole month or so he's been in town. Well, a couple days since he was supposed to dine with us last week. That reminds me. Would you fancy some macaroni salad, Constable? Oh, yes. I am quite proud of my macaroni salad. Very much so. In fact, last week she made a metric butt-ton. Real scientific unit, by the way. And we're still only halfway through. Oh, sure. I'd love some. Wonderful. On behalf of the governor, I would like to thank you for your openness to the governor's request and allowing me to stay here. And speaking for myself, I do appreciate your hospitality and the accommodations you've made. Why, of course. Governor Yuri is a family friend. Closer to family than a friend, actually. Huh. I didn't know you were related to the Yuris. My great-grandmother was born a Yuri before marrying into the Lockley family. That makes Tim and Governor Yusuf third cousins once removed or something like that? You never mentioned that. I didn't think it was important. Anything you need to make your stay here comfortable, we're happy to accommodate. Almost anything. Ah, oh boy, here we go. Terran, don't be rude. I'm just Sam. If he needs us to be less invisible, we can only do so much. Really? Right now? It's okay, it's okay. I deserve it. Hey, hand me the potatoes. So, Mr. Constable. You can call me Jason. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Anyway, what's the deal? I assume you're talking about Dr. Lionheart. I mean, he sure as heck isn't telling us himself. Do you guys know who did it? No. Do you know why? Vaguely. Mm-hmm. Is that why you're bumming in Finn's room? <gasps> Ooh, are you doing a stakeout? Hey, yo! Can we help? I've done a lot of stakeouts in my time. No, no. I told you guys, no more jobs. Jobs? Yeah, you know, a gig, a hit, a little this, a little that, for a little some-some. You guys get hired to spy on other people? They hire us to deliver a special service to unwitting recipients. Spying is more of a necessary step for the actual job. We're like Santa's helpers, and everyone we deliver to are on the naughty list. Or the grandma. Grandma! Right! We don't talk about that. Grandma? Got run over by a reindeer. Like the song. Got it. No, there was a botched job a couple Christmases ago. We don't talk about it, Finnegan! Morgan! Sorry, Mom. Anyway, I manage the list. I plan the route. I steer the sleigh. And Finnegan is the guy on the runway, making sure we stick the landing. Hey, who wants to talk about literally anything else? That's a great idea. Jason, where are you from? I'm from Magnuson. Ah, a city slicker. So out here in the boonies, it must be a huge change of pace for you. Prison life is a massive change of pace in and of itself, but moving out here, it's a lot to take in. I see you guys really like the winter. Huh? Oh, our family pictures. How astute of you, Constable. Uh, Thank you. But it kind of stands out that all of you wear the exact same parkas and beanies in every family photo. The only time a photo of them is of any use is when their clothes are visible. We take our family photos during the cold months because our winter clothes aren't faded from excessive use, like our normal everyday clothes. Ah, okay. I see. No, you don't. 
That's the point. <laughs> Heard you killed someone. Who was it? Morgan, don't ask that kind of question. Okay. If it was someone you knew, then don't say anything. Morgan! What? It's not a question. Enough, everyone. Let's all just enjoy the meal, please. Thank you. Constable, I do have something I want to ask. All right. Patrick, your mother said... This is serious, and I think someone should say it out loud instead of bottling it up. We're all thinking it, so I might as well just ask. I know there's not much development with the case, which doesn't give us a lot of hope, but please, can you tell us anything that would give us some consolation? Marshal Grayson and I are investigating the murder as... Stop! We know. That's not what I'm asking. Is he or is he not going to end up just another cold case? I... I don't know. Finn? Are you alright? I'm fine. I just just need to get some air. I, I got it. Pardon me. Finn! Finn! I don't want to talk. That's fine. You don't have to. It's not fair. Not fucking fair. I know. I know you know, Pat. We all know that doesn't make things better now, does it? And don't you dare tell me to move on. Leonhardt dies. There's nothing anyone can do about it. There's no evidence, no closure, no justice. He's dead. And all we can do is fucking move on. I mean, is, I mean, is, is that it? Is that really it? We live and die and everyone just moves on like we never happened. Our whole lives, Pat. People act like we don't exist. I mean, this place is called Ghost Town for fuck's sake. That's all we are. Ghosts. To the world, we're already dead. We were always dead, weren't we? That's all we'll ever be. I hate this pet. I hate feeling like this. I mean, no one should ever be mad at their own existence. No one should ever hate what they are. Yet my whole life I thought I could get away from this place. From all the reminders of what I'm not, of what I am, I tried so hard to believe that the most beautiful things are the things that can't be seen. That might still be true, but now all I can think of is, what's the point? What's the point of beauty if it just turns to dust in the end? Do you admire the wind when it no longer blows? Do you think about the stars when the sun outshines them in the day? No. We move on, don't we? It's all we can do. The wind still blows even when no one admires it. The stars still shine even when the day breaks. 
They're not jealous, and they don't need you to admire them to take their place in the universe. In this seemingly infinite emptiness, what joy is it to be loved even for a moment? What you got there? It's one of my pictures. Look at this. Who's the old guy? His name's William. He was a traveler staying at Lucia's hostel for a couple days not too long after I moved in. He gave me his camera and inspired me to take up photography. Wait, hold on. Is that you next to him in the red shirt? Yeah. I'm wearing the same shirt right now. Jeez, Finn, you said you took this just after you moved into the hostel? Your shirt's already invisible, but it looks brand new in the photo. It was, yeah. It was also a gift from Miss Lucia as a welcome present. I think she did it so that the other tenants could see where I was and to give them some peace of mind. And it worked. I loved it. I felt seen. I wore that shirt more than anything else. And because of that, because of me, it no longer serves its purpose. That's why mom and dad hardly got us new clothes. Frankly, it's a little awkward to wear visible clothing with everything else being invisible. Well, and of course it gets pretty expensive, too. Hold the photo up to the streetlight. Oh. Oh, Finn. It's fading, too. Even the things I make, the things I want to cherish, I can't. They fade. Everything fades. Eventually, so will my camera, and then it will be useless. We can't hold on to even our most beloved memories, Pat. We truly are ghosts. Hey, boys! What's going on? Everything all right? You doing okay, Finnegan? All right, give him some room, guys. He's got a lot to process. This again? Oh, Finn, just leave. Taryn. No, I'm serious. This place isn't good for you. You know it, we know it. You need to get out of Coventry. I can't. Come on, you know the curse of Coventry is just a fairy tale, right? It's not the curse of Coventry. It's the curse of being us. Uh-huh. I'm going to need you to elaborate. You all love being invisible. You revel in it. You did too, if I remember. I know. Yeah, in a way, I don't care about other people's opinions of me, but that means the only people whose opinions I really cared about were you three. And mom and dad, of course, but they don't know about half the crap we've gotten into. You guys keep me grounded. Annoyed, too, but grounded nonetheless. I can't walk away from that. If I leave Coventry, that means you all move on without me. And that's a death I'm not ready for. Aw, Finnegan. If you left, I'd miss your melodrama. Finn, I'd miss your killjoy attitude. Are you too serious right now? I'm just saying, I'd rather have Finn spoil the fun than you, Pat. I don't know, there's something viscerally fun to hate with the way the Finn does it. And it's his sappiness that we need to lure our marks. It's been a weird couple of years without you, Finnegan. I think what they're trying to say is that we love you too, Finn. We'd like for you to come home, but we also know this isn't where you're meant to be. You don't handle being alone very well. and runs in the family. So, what are we going to tell Mom and Dad? About what? About what? What do you mean, about what? We're moving out to live with Finn. (gasps) What? Oh, come on. Like, you weren't thinking it. That actually sounds like fun. I think this sounds better than it actually is. Think about it. Our workshop's already on the other side of town. If we get Mr. Pruitt to do some renovations to it, we could move in. It's a no-brainer. First of all, it's a shack. It's not insulated nor temperature controlled. Secondly, 
Where are we going to get the money? Well, Pruitt Carpentry is looking for apprentices. What if we joined and built the house ourselves? I'd be down. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. You all act like a house is going to spring up overnight. This will take months. The alternative would be if you all moved into the humble abode. We'd still have to pay rent, but it's closer to the workshop, and it's actually quite cozy. We can stay there until we figure out a more permanent living situation. Eh, we have a lot of money saved up from our previous jobs. Sounds good to me. Me too. All right. I guess we're doing this. You what? Finally! Absolutely not. They're adults, Margaret. It's about time. I cannot believe what I'm hearing right now. Ah, Mom, it'll be all right. Besides, we wouldn't want poor old Finnegan to be by his own lonesome now, would we? It'll be good for us. You know what's better is if you all stayed home. Ah, and I know exactly what I'm going to do with your words. First, it's going to be my study. It's about time you called. How did you know it was me? I never shared this number with anyone else. You've more than one? Can you blame me? Anyway, I see you got them to turn the power back on for you. But that was three days ago. What took you so long to call? We had a lot to deal with before I had a chance. I'm sure you heard that the most prominent doctor in the area is dead. Is it safe to assume this was your doing? Why did you call me, Jason? You told me to. Yeah, but I didn't make you. Why did you call? You asked me about taking down the Yuris. I want in. Are you sure about that? Do you know what you're asking for? Yes. I have no idea what I'm getting into, but it can't be worse than this hellhole. Eunice. Where are you? I'll have someone come pick you up. I'm in Ghost Town. They moved me here for some reason. You gotta get me out of here. Please, I'm begging you. Perfect. Here's what's going to happen. Excuse me, it seems I'm a little lost. Would you mind giving me some directions? Sure. I'd be happy to. Where does the night wind blow when the moon rises not? East. To fetch the sun. Thank you for listening to Better Men Elsewhere. If you'd like to support us, please consider donating at patreon.com forward slash bettermenelsewhere to get early access to ad-free episodes, behind the scenes, and other exclusive content. This episode was written and directed by Angelo Espiritu with Michael Pantazis as assistant director and co-produced by Angelo Espiritu, Katie Espiritu, and Michael Pantazis. Starring Jonathan Price as Jason, Max Fitkiss as Finn, Michael Pantazis as Patrick, Katie Espiritu as Morgan, Max Kelly as Taryn, Stephen Landis as Yusuf, Jesse Causey as Marshall Grayson, Garrett McKenna as Adam Pruitt, Philip Long as Jordan Hughes, Naomi Tatsuoka as Margaret Lockley, Joshua Smith as Tim Lockley, Vivian Jones as Eunice, and Angelo Espiritu as Danny. Sound design by Angelo Espiritu, with additional sounds provided by Epidemic Sounds. Mixing and mastering by Angelo Espiritu and Pat Mahoney. 
Music and soundtrack by Pat Mahoney and Angelo Espiritu. Special shout out to our founder patrons, Evan Frankfurt, Ryan Feather, Tammy Labutin, Jenny Kepner, and Matt McAllis. Additional shout outs to our honored guest patrons, Ryan Feather, Tammy Labutin, and Matt McAllis. For more information about the show, go to chiralstudios.com forward slash BME. That's C-H-I-R-A-L studios.com forward slash B-M-E. 